I went to the doctor yesterday and everything's fine. I'm just getting like my annual mole checkup, which you should do. Like regardless of if you go outside, if you're a little gamer or if you think, dude, I was like, I'm black. I, I don't need to get my moles checked. Skin cancer, what? No, you have to get that done. So anyways, I'm fine. Just a little preventative, you know? We got we got a little, hold on, where is it? Okay, I can't show you. It's a little bit lower. It's on my boob. But got a little mole removed, got a whole skin check. We're good. While I'm there, <clears throat> I'm waiting in the lobby and this guy's ringtone goes off. And it's, you know that, you know that sound? It's like a, a an alert. It's like bonk, 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 bonk. It, I, I have it. It was like this, and it was like warning, warning, warning. And I was like, "What is that? Why did he?" What personality type is that? I can't, and I, and, and I know, I'm not normally one to judge somebody on their ringtone. Actually, no, your ringtone, that is like a public display of something. I, 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 let me measure this out because I think a, a portion of it is for you. Yeah, it's for you. Cause I remember picking my ringtone back in the day. Now it's just the default, okay? I'm way too old for that. Not saying that you age out of picking your ringtone, but I don't have the bandwidth. It's actually not an age thing, it's a stress thing. It's definitely a stress thing. So I just, I'm a default girl. But when I think about it, would it bring me more joy if I were to customize my ringtone? I don't, I don't keep the sound on my phone. It's always on vibrate. I don't know, I don't know why. Actually, I do know why, because I'll, I'll tell you exactly why. I wanna get back to the guy in a minute, but I'm gonna tell you exactly why my phone is always on vibrate. When I was a child, well, when I was a teenager, I would, I would send text messages to people that I would consider to be socially risky. Not, nothing crazy, nothing crazy at all, okay? Like I'm not over here sending crazy shit, but I mean like if I like liked a boy and I wanted to text him, hey, and I'm not sure if he likes me back, I would consider that socially risky. What I'm about to tell you is so vulnerable, but I don't know, I don't know if anyone else does this. So, what would happen is I'm like so afraid of social rejection that I'm, picture me, I'm like 15. And I wanna text text some, some boy and I'm like, hey, you always have to like think of a reason to text them, right? So you say, hey, and then the reason. And what I would do is I would send the text and then I would like, check my phone. Check my phone. I'm like, did I get rejected? Did I get socially rejected or not? Did I, is everything okay? Am I gonna live to see the new day tomorrow, the new era? And so every buzz on my phone was like a stab to the chest. <laughs> every notif every ding, every notification. I was like, is that is that the message that's gonna confirm if I'm important or not? <laughs> this, is, this is a little too real, but it's true, okay? It's true. So I came up with a plan. I came up with a plan to 
eradicate myself of this behavior for the rest of my life. The checking to see like, and you know, you know when you get the ding and, and, and it's like a text and you go to see if it's like the person that you want to text from and then it's your, it's your mom, it's your sister. You know, something like that. And it's like, what the what the fuck are you doing here? This wasn't this isn't your time. <clears throat> so I came up with a plan and it was to um, silence my phone forever. I don't even know if it's on vibrate. It might be. I don't know. <clears throat> I haven't heard my ringtone in 10 years. And maybe that's why I judge that man so harshly. You know, I learned that we find disgust or embarrassment in things that other people are doing that we either have like surpassed or we haven't gotten through yet, okay? You only judge people on silly things if there's something you're missing or you've moved really far past it. Like if it's something you used to do and like you don't do it anymore. So when we think about this conundrum, the question I ask myself is, am I jealous that he has the courage to have a ringtone or have I moved past the ringtone? Well, that's sure as hell, isn't it? Because I, I don't have a ringtone. But, you know, I could just be thinking way too hard about this because I would never make my ringtone that. That would put me on high alert. I don't... I don't know. I And, and you know what you might be thinking? Well, you're thinking too much. This is stressing me out. You're thinking too much. What am I supposed to do in this, this form? in this space, in this body, just exist. I have a lot of thoughts. I did, I did, I judged that man. But I feel like, I don't know, that, mm, take back everything I said, that ringtone is, I don't know what psychological profile that is. Like what type of person is that, that warning, Warning, bonk, bonk. And, and the, dude, the way that he picked up his phone, it was so smooth. It was so casual. I, and honestly, I'm not like, I mean, I'm, I'm judging. I'm judging a little bit, but like, I'm not like, I hate that guy. You know what I mean? I don't hate him. I just noticed. And with a ringtone like that, of course, I'm going to notice you. It's kind of like, you guys know those people that they make their phone background a photo of themselves. Do we judge those people because we would never make our phone background a photo of ourselves? Do we not have the courage? Or, or is it because it's corny? I don't know. I don't have to find the deeper meaning behind everything. But I'd like to because I'm otherwise I'm just going to scroll on TikTok. <clears throat> I think it's an anxiety thing where I just have to evaluate all of the options, except mine is like really bad. I tend to, I tend to go to the worst possible scenario. I, whenever there's a situation, I think of the worst possible scenario and I go all the way to the very, very end and I figure out how I would make it. 
through, you know, how I would survive that. And I think that's how, that's probably, that is exactly why I started doomsday prepping a couple years ago. It started small. It started with like a thought. Oh, my phone just vibrated, so it does vibrate. <clears throat> it started small. It, smarted it started with like a thought of like, they're not going to get me. I don't know. It wasn't exactly like that. It was more, it was like, hey, if anything really bad happens, I should be prepared, you know? But sometimes, you know, like the, you know, I say anxiety, but your boy's got a little PTSD too. Like the war veteran kicks in and is like, they're not going to get me. They're not going to take me under, you know? And so I remember, I, I remember two things you should know about me. I love a deal and... They're not going to get me. <laughs> but seriously, I, I actually remember this moment. I was in the grocery store. It was a Ralph's. And I was walking through the aisles. I was shopping. This had to have been like, I don't know, 2018. And I'd had this thought before, but this was the moment that, I, that it actualized. And I was walking through the aisles. And, and I remember that it was on the lower part of the aisle. Cans of corn for sale, 33 cents each. It wasn't, it wasn't, what is it, Del Monte? It wasn't Del Monte or anything. Those, those are going for about a dollar, probably about a dollar 29 right now. You can't get them. You can't get them for less than that. They used to do it with the um, coupons. They would spin them out for them little red machines in the middle of the aisle. But Del, Del Monte, I don't know if they're in trouble or what, but they don't, they don't go on sale anymore. But this was like a nice little generic brand. And I saw it and I said, 33 cents. So I got four. I got four of them and I put them in my cart. And I, you know, just, just it was like the first. So I got them. I checked out. And I got home and I put them under the sink. This is a true story. <laughs> put them under the sink. And so my idea was, <laughs> this is so funny because this really happened. I don't know what's wrong with me, but it's just a dollar, right? A dollar to ease your worries. <laughs> so, so I, I put it under the sink and my plan was, that every time I would go to the grocery store, I would just grab one thing that held up well. I was probably plotting on some Vienna sausages next or like a some kind of distilled water. I don't know when I don't know when the water came in, but eventually it was under the sink. And I remember it being under the sink and I looked at the top of it and it said like Oh my god, it's crazy. I swear it said good until 2024 or something like I think it had the date 2024 which is wild because that's next year but in my eyes I had six years to drink this water <laughs> six years to drink this water or at least I would keep it under the sink and um I, I'm gonna be honest I didn't buy too too much I'm not gonna like you know inflate this for the sake of the story. I had some corn. <clears throat> I, I got a, a little bit of water. I got like one or two other things. 
but my dream, because I would look online, would would be to get one of those like into the world kits, like one of those disaster relief kits. I would look at them online and they were like a couple hundred dollars and I would look through the listing of what was all in there. I was like, oh my God, an emergency blanket, MREs. I was like, if I could just get my hand on some MREs, I would be good. I would be so good. And I would look through the list and, I, and like that, that list, it would make, I would feel safe, you know, from like the end of the world or whatever. And I would just dream about it. And everything was fine. Like I said, I didn't get too, too much stuff. But then there was one day where um, I had guests over. And we were having like a board game night. And we were drinking. And one of them asked me, he was like, hey, do you have any water? And I don't drink water. I didn't. We, like, I was like, dude, so we're playing board games and drinking alcohol tonight, my guy. Like, why the fuck would I have water? And I didn't have like a, a Brita filter or anything. And this, this is like my shoddy little apartment in Los Angeles. But it's a guest. And like, I didn't want to give him tap water. Also, this kid was like super, super rich. Okay. Like I'm, t I'm talking like filthy rich. So I had to break into the distilled water. I didn't want him to know it was my stash. I went under the sink and I got the jug of distilled water and I remember being so sad while I was pouring it I was like that's okay that's okay we'll get another one we'll get another one tomorrow but like just to break into your stash was like it's like really disappointing whatever so gave him the water I think I collected I really didn't collect that much stuff I'm just telling you guys the thoughts that were around it right so A little, a little bit later, a couple years later, something happened. This is like the next memory I have within this chapter of doomsday prepping. There's two more chapters. <clears throat> it was February 2020 and the pandemic hit. <laughs> I was like, this is my fucking time to shine. Even though I'm going to be honest, it didn't. The pandemic is the closest I think we'll ever get, knock on wood, to the end of the world as a concept. But at the time, it didn't register to me that this is what my doomsday prepping was for because this wasn't that bad. You know, like in retrospect, it was really bad. But you guys remember the feeling like the pandemic, like February 2020, like it didn't feel that bad at the time. It just feels really bad when we like reflect on it. Right. But it kind of hit me when there were all these news reports and it was like, oh, everybody's getting like toilet paper, everybody's getting um, hand sanitizer, all that. And I'm like, yeah, you guys have fun with your fucking toilet paper and your hand sanitizer. Guess who's got four cans of corn under the sink right now? And I, dude, I, I wish I didn't, I don't know what happened to those cans. I didn't, I never needed them for anything. Never needed them for anything. Never needed them for anything. And then I moved out, and I, I don't even know what happens to all this stuff under the sink. I don't really, I don't really doomsday prep. And I don't doomsday prep anymore. I don't. I feel like it was more like a thought or a concept driven by anxiety and hypervigilance. Um, but 
I do remember this is the last chapter. And it's like not even like a, it's not that good of a chapter, but this is the last thing that happened. <clears throat> I always said that when I had a little bit of money, I would get one of those kits. And I, I have the money for one of those kits now. I have it. So a couple months ago, I went to go look one up. I Googled. I don't know. I don't know what I Googled. I don't think I Googled doomsday kit because we don't want to say it out loud, right? That's what, that's what everybody else says. I don't, I don't know what I Googled. And I, I found a couple sites for it. And the site, the first site that came up was like, my Patriot Supply. And I was like, is this? I was like, I don't feel like I'm the demographic for this one. And then the next one I go to, it's like, America ready. Family, America ready, family first. And I'm like, this is, I, I grew up in the South. And we have like this extra uh, little, little goalie in our head. Or is it goalie? Yeah, like a defender. Okay, a defender. Where if I see something that could be racist, I'm like scared of it. It's like, don't go in there, you know? So when I was seeing this thing and it was like, my Patriot supply. Like if I hear the word Patriot, okay. Actually, let me explain why I inherently think of the word Patriot as like weirdly racist. Does anyone else think this? I don't know. I've told this story before to some people. This is, this is important. I dated a guy who I'm pretty sure was racist. And all the signs were there. Oh, they were there. The, the signs were there and the flags were there. But I, I had it in my head like, well, if he likes me, I'm very clearly black. Like, this is fine. Oh my God, the signs were there. And his dad was always treating me like I was like I was like a good one or something. And I'm like, Jesus, I don't know what the fuck that guy that guy was racist. But here's the moment that I knew. Okay, here's the moment that I knew. What's his, what am I what do I I, I want to say his name so bad. I'm not gonna say his name because he messaged me like I don't know like when I when I joined Smosh, he like hit me up in my DMs and he was like, Hey, how you been? And I was like, Ah. <laughs> Um, what's a good name for him? I want to get one that like fits. Zach. His name's Zach. We're going to call him Zach. <laughs> so kids in Virginia are bored and they're always like, hey, let's go somewhere that we're not supposed to be. Okay. Like an abandoned building or uh, in this case, a like haunted bridge, okay? It's a haunted bridge in Virginia. And like, we, we're we from like around the Richmond area. Do you know what's near Richmond? Colonial Williamsburg. Name another fucking place in America where there's haunted colonial shit. That's like the most racist shit you can possibly find, okay? Up north, it was a little colonial, but they were pilgrims. Like they were pilgrims, a pilgrim. That's fine. I've never heard of like a pilgrim being like, we're going to fuck up some black people today. You know what I mean? And like, I'm sorry to just say it, but like get, get into my head for a second. Sit in my seat, wear my shoes. You're walking with me. So 
he's like, let's go to this haunted bridge. And me, I'm like, yes, I don't know. I said yes. I'm like, yeah, let's go. You know what? Please tell me somebody else has been in a scenario where everyone wants to go do a thing and you don't want to be the odd one out. Like, you want to be cool. So you're like, yeah, I'll go. I had to have been like, I don't know, 19 or 20 or something. You know, I had balls by then. 14, you wouldn't have caught me up in there, but I had I had a I had a sack. <laughs> so he's like, let's go to this haunted bridge. And we had somebody else with us. And we we get there and I'm I'm shitting my pants all the way there because look. I don't like colonial stuff. I, it's not that I have a problem with the colonial. You know why. It's just like the colonial stuff in, in, in Virginia. It's like, is this racist? You know, it's dark. I don't like haunted stuff. I'm not into that. And oh, <laughs> that's right. I can't believe I forgot this. The bridge was haunted because they said they used to like hang slaves there. And if you're from Virginia, you know exactly what bridge I'm talking about. So this guy convinces me to go to this slave hanging bridge. And I said, yes. I don't know, because I wanted to be cool. I don't know. So look, here, let me cut myself some slack here. I want to believe the best out of people, naively, okay? This has been my whole life. This isn't just with like blatantly racist people. It took me a minute to get here. But I just wanna say, I'm pretty sure that the tension was building because like there was a point that he said something when we were at the bridge that like the rope snapped. But in my defense, it's building here, okay? It's building. We, we, and look also, millennials, we ain't have the common sense that a lot of you Gen Z kids have. You guys stand up for for yourselves. You know what happens when millennials stand up for themselves? We get backhanded, spit on, beat down, fired, and then we never do it again. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna say anything. And like, this is, bro, I feel like this is also something that like kids these days like don't understand. You guys are all like, why didn't you say something? I was like, uh, fear, like of what might happen. And they're like, well, what do you think is gonna happen? I'm like, we don't know. <laughs> it was just bad last time and it's gonna be bad again. So let's just comply, you know, whatever. What did, I saw this thing the other day where somebody was like, a Karen is a derogatory term coined by submissive millennials. And I was like, oh my God, I am a submissive millennial. Like I, I don't want to get beat up again, okay? You guys, you the boomers did enough. The Gen Xers, they did enough. Anyways, I'm just trying to explain why I went to this fucking bridge. <sighs> I can't, I can't believe I'm gonna tell you this gets worse. So we get there and I'm like not familiar with this area. I'm not from here, but this is like a, we like traveled here and it's like very urban legendy. And we're driving up and they're looking at a paper map. And he's like, well, down that way is the mental hospital. I'm like, down what way? He's like, through those trees. I'm like, Zach, there's not even a road. And he's like, yeah, it's abandoned. And I was like, why would we go there? Like, 
why would we go there, bro? I don't know why we would do that. And he is like, well, it's over there. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm in the car. Actually, I'm not in the car. You want to know where I was? I was in the truck. I was in the Ford. I was, I was in, I was in the truck. You know, it weren't no damn car. Look, all the signs were there blaring bows. Get out, get out. <clears throat> so I'm like, I don't want to go to the mental hospital. You know, somehow I like blazed by it and they're like, oh my God, there it is. The bridge. And I'm like, yay. And I'm like, well, I'll just stay in the car, you know? And he's like, dude, I, okay, this is, <clears throat> Zach gets out and he's like, dude, you gotta see this. I'm telling you, this man's chest was like out, like proudly, okay? This was like, like my Patriot Supply, okay? Chest is out and he's like, look at how beautiful it is. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry, the admiration of a, of a, of a slave bridge Bracist, okay? So th the rope is like getting, it's getting thinner. It's getting thinner. And he's, and he's like, it's so beautiful. Look at that. Oh my God. Okay. This right here, this is the moment where I never spoke to him again the next day, okay? Dude, this man, he gets on his fucking knees. This is a true story. He's on his knees in the ground, in the soil. I'm mad that I just got on my knees and it looks like I'm still sitting in the chair just as I was before. He gets on his knees in the soil and he, he cups, he cups the soil in his hand and he turns it this way and sprinkles it down his arm. And he's like, I can feel, I'm not kidding. This is what he said. I can't fucking believe I'm saying this. I've told this story before. Never left my brain, burned into my brain. I have to do it again. takes the soil, cups it up, and sprinkles it down his arm. And he says, I, I, it's so hard for me to say this, I can feel the Patriot surging inside of me. <laughs> and I, I, I was like, that's racist. This is racist. <laughs> And remember, Zach is always nice to me, okay? Like, this, th I also gotta say, this is something that has like a conflicting worldview because I'm like, well, that's racist and that's racist and I think that's racist and that's racist, but I'm black and you like me, so I guess everything's negated. No, we were done at this point, okay? I literally stopped talking to that man. I can't even say broke up with him. Stopped talking to him the next day and I was like, bro, I am out. So, back to the doomsday prepping. When I see my Patriot supply, I'm like, I'm, I'm like having, I'm having like a breakdown. I'm like this, to me, this is racist. I don't, I don't know if that, like the word Patriot is like such a bad flag to me. Also, I can feel the Patriot surging inside of me. Oh my God. What a stressful time. I'm, I'd like to think, how would I handle that now? Here, here's the thing. You know, I feel like generations now, they empower me. <laughs> they empower me to want to fight back and say, hey, don't say that. You can't say that. 
don't say that because you're not supposed to say that. Like, that's bad, right? Can you imagine me at the bridge, the slave hanging bridge at like nine? No, I'm sorry. It wasn't nine. It was probably like midnight or something. Actually, I don't know if they would have got me out at midnight. I would have made up some excuse. Okay. I, I had I, I had a sack, but it wasn't a big one. Right. So I'm going to assume it was like nine because that sounds very in character for me. But can you imagine me at the bridge and like he goes, I can feel the patriot surging inside of me. I'm like, hey, Zach, you can't say that. That sounds racist. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I would have come back. I don't know. I don't know if I want to come back. So what? I don't know. What what should I have done? Oh, I shouldn't have gone. Inherently the right answer. Well, I don't know. You guys, you guys inspire me to want to be a better, safer me that stands up for myself. I'm just, dude, I am about to start standing up for myself. Maybe, I might. Maybe not tomorrow, but when I do, everybody better fucking watch out. Cause I got a lot of stuff that I should have stood up for a long time ago. This Is this podcast just me losing my mind? I don't know. I don't know, but if you find if you think that it's interesting, I'll keep doing it. I have one other thing I want to talk about. What the fuck is this? Oh, I like her. Okay. Oh, sorry, I was reading an email. <clears throat> I was so excited to um, see the movie Priscilla because Sophia, the director, um, I'm not on like a first name basis with her. I'm just saying that because I can't pronounce her last name. Coppola? Coppola? Sophia. She wanted to really showcase how creepy the relationship between Elvis and Priscilla was, which it was. Dude, the whole beginning of that movie was so uncomfortable. I felt extra weird because like I went I went there to go see it by myself. And I didn't have anybody to riff off of like, yo, that's fucking weird. So I'm just like sitting there watching. I'm like, this is so weird. But they wanted to, they didn't want to shy away from how from how uncomfortable the relationship was. Because it was, right? They did a pretty good job of it. But there was one single moment in um there's one single moment in the the movie where everyone in the theater just collectively laughed <laughs> but it was a very serious movie and i feel like jacob lordy um i think he did a really good job he he's he's very tall he's a very he's not just tall he's very long you know he's very long and I don't know if I just say that because I'm short but it was a little disorienting for me <clears throat> there's one scene in the movie where um Priscilla and this this isn't like a spoiler 
Priscilla comes in and she tells him, like, I'm pregnant. And you would expect, like, I mean, he's playing Elvis. Jacob Elordi is playing Elvis. You would expect that he's, like, oh, my God, Priscilla, that's so great. Or, woo, and, like, picks her up and swings her around or something, like a little kid, because she was a child. Um, but this man, literally, in all of his length, because, you know, he's, like, leaned down talking to her like fucking Santa Claus, like she's a little kid, he looks right at her, and he... He said, he said, as Elvis, he said, I'm going to be a daddy. Like, and everybody was like, I cannot take that seriously. We, we collectively cannot take that seriously. I, I, I encourage you, if you're in the theater, if you go to see that movie, I need you to go see it in a full theater because the whole movie is really uncomfortable and really tense until that very moment i don't hello this is she this is not a good time right now i'm doing a podcast that's okay it's okay. I didn't. I shouldn't have even said that because I feel like I'm putting a lot on you by saying that. I'll, I'll call back. And I would like to come back because I'm gaining weight. I will be there. Text to this number. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks. Talk to you later. Bye. I feel like overall it was a good movie, but I might have, I might have put, no, it was a good movie. It was a good movie. I, I feel like I wanted to know a little more about her. I do. All I can think about is that one moment. I don't know why they didn't have him retake. Like, Jacob, can you do it? But can you do it a little bit less Elvisy? It was real, it was, it was heavy on the Elvis, when he was like a, a seven or so on the Elvis. I also wonder, here's a thought I was having. Jacob Elordi, Elvis in Priscilla. Austin Butler, Elvis in Elvis. They're both like, aren't they both like teen idols right now or something? I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure if they are because they're adult men. That would ruin the whole concept, right? I, but you know what I mean. Like, they're, I feel like they serve a similar demographic of women, right? There had to be some competition behind the scenes of, like, who's the better Elvis, you know? I just want to see what that looks like at one of those little Hollywood parties. I'm also... I'm so curious about Hollywood parties, too, because I know how, like, influencer parties are. They don't... Dude, at influencer parties, there's, like, so many people that don't like each other. Or, like, they're all... That's that's why they always do those public lists now, the event lists or whatever, half the time, so people can just fucking see if their arch enemy is coming, you know? <clears throat> but in Hollywood, they had to keep all that stuff under wraps. 
about, you know, who didn't like who, da, da, da. like, you know, J-Lo, she didn't like a lot of these motherfuckers. I, and I'm just allegedly, actually not even allegedly, I'm just making that up, you know, but I feel, you know, J-Lo vibes, I feel like she was always like, I need a full RSVP list of like, who's going, you know? She just seems like she's like doing her own thing. Like the bitch is here to work, you know? She ain't here to be friends. J-Lo is not gonna be your friend. That's, that's pretty much all I got to say today. <laughs>